If you also got 13 points plus you spelled everything backwards, then you are as amazing as a beatitude. <laughs> 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 yep. Tooting our own horn. Right, Beatitudes, welcome back to another rip-roaring episode of the Beatitudes, a show for Christian men seeking authentic fraternity as we follow God's will, growing together in humor and holiness. And I am so grateful to be here with you. My name is Jeff Shufflebein. I actually am one of the co-founders of the Beatitudes. I'm very proud of that. And I'm joined by two other co-founders, Nick Besner. That's me. I'm Nick Besner, co-founder of the Beatitudes. And Paul Kolker. Hi. Yes, I am also one of the bro-founders. Wow. All right. Well, I feel like (laughs) there's... I can't get away with anything in my delivery. Wow. You know, we're entering into episode 41. It's happening right now. And as I think about uh, what's been occurring here, I'm kind of just um, taking a moment to be grateful. Grateful just Mm. for the fact that we've had this awesome opportunity that uh, somehow... This dream and a wish turned into prayers and a really great podcast. So I've been enjoying this. I just want to show my gratitude for you guys. Absolutely. It's been a fun 40 episodes. I hope 41 turns out the same. (laughs) A lot of pressure here. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so for episode 41, we also have something that's becoming a recurring theme. Out-of-state guests flying in town to be on the Beatitudes. Yeah. Don't tell me you came here for work or some other junk. Of course not. (laughs) You might have done work while you were here, but you're here for the Beatitudes. Of course I am. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you're hearing the baritone voice, the melodious voice of Steve Cass. The sultry, dulcet tones. From New Jersey. (laughs) Stephen J. Cass. Yeah, wait, what is your middle initial? Uh, B. Beast. Beast. Steve for beast. For beast. (laughs) (laughs) Stephen the Beast cast. Cast. Sorry. I believe it. Steve, welcome uh, all the way from New Jersey. That accent's not coming out, though. What's going on here? Are you originally New Jerseyan? (laughs) (laughs) So I I tell people I was was born in New Jersey, but I'm not from New Jersey. Oh, you really were born there? I really was born there. Wait, you're on a hospital board, right? Mm -hmm. Were you born in that hospital? Believe it or not, yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. they pegged you from birth. They did, <laughs> yeah. And he'll yeah. be back. Yeah, we need service from this one. <laughs> <laughs> he put us through the ringer. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I was, I was, I was born there, but I've, I've lived a bunch of other places. Why is that? Um, well, that's one thing that when you work for the U.S. Navy, you tend to get to go to a lot of different places. Like uh. working for the Navy means you're in the Navy, or you're yeah. doing like <laughs> ancillary work for them. No, it, no, it means I was in the Navy. You know, but yeah, I was a Navy officer for. Five and a half years. Wow. So Did that also happen at birth? Uh, yeah, when I came out of the womb. Yeah, I was born Sign them up. Yeah, Sign I was born. I, I came out with the uniform on. Greatness. <laughs> well, you can set your mind at ease. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so as you were, go ahead and let us know. Uh, I want to hear about that part. Why, why the Navy? What drew you in? Well, I was brainwashed from a very early age. Uh, my father was a, was a Navy officer, and... Uh, my, I still remember this day. My dad would tell me things like, well, you know, Steve, the Navy is the only service. Oh. Ah. And so from the age of basically five, I, I kind of had my career path mapped out for me. Close to your parents? Very. Yeah. I have no brothers, no sisters. Uh, both my parents are also, were also only children. So it was pretty tight. (laughs) (laughs) We didn't have a choice. Well, I got to tell you, you got some dudes right here. Yeah. They care about you. Now I know Nick's just getting to know you. Paul's actually done a radio interview with you before. Yep. 
Right? Yep. One or two? One. Yeah, I think no, I think we said two. Both Yeah. Yeah. Powerful. So here you are in the flesh, in in the Beatitude studio. And speaking of flesh, how small is this table? <laughs> it's cozy. It's really cozy. It's more we do flesh a hand, than table. Can let's we do just a handshake? Do a handshake? Uh, yeah, hand, let's do a handshake. Okay. Make sure all hands are hey, accounted for. Let's keep it uh let's keep it cleaner. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um all right. Well listen, I wanna I wanna go down this journey. I've never been in the Navy. Oh, really? <laughs> I'm surprised. Believe it or not. <laughs> Hard to tell by my very focused efforts all day long in my military. Uh, You're bearing. You're bearing. Yeah. Yeah. I know military words. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not going to go there. <laughs> tell me about your tour of duty. So my first tour of duty, I was on a destroyer. Uh, I graduated from University of Rochester, and I was commissioned as an officer, and my first assignment was on a on a destroyer. So, so. Like you did ROTC yeah. to then have correct. that. That's correct. So I was an ROTC at U of R, and then I graduated as commissioned as an officer, and I was assigned to a destroyer out of Norfolk. Um, I had the really glamorous job of being the auxiliaries officer, which basically means it was an engineering an engineering position where okay. you are responsible for everything that doesn't make the ship go through the water. Really exciting things like the ice machine, <laughs> oh, the <man>. toilets. <laughs> <laughs> the air conditioners, the refrigeration units. I mean, all of those do use water. <laughs> right, but they don't make the ship go through the water. Fair, that's fair. The more yeah. I listen to you, the more I feel like maybe I was in the Navy. <laughs> <laughs> I'd use those things. And it's really, you know, when people ask you, what do you do? You know, I, I had my, my colleagues, I, well, I'm the gunnery officer. I'm the you know, combat information officer. I'm the, I'm the auxiliaries officer. Like, and, ooh, wow. So I actually made stuff up. After a while, and I told people I was the ship's dental officer. Oh, but we have we have a dental officer. Anybody ever show you their mouth? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I used to give all these uh, talks to incoming freshmen at Texas A and M, and A and M has this cadence where they say, "Howdy, my name's Jeff Shufflebein. I'm a business management major from Fort Worth, Texas, and a proud member of the Fighting Texas class of 2000." Like everybody has that exact cadence, exact cadence. You know exactly when you're supposed to whoop or yep. scream or whatever, and um. Man, I was given a talk like five times a day, all summer long. And so I started throwing in, I'm a triple major. I'm studying French biology and business management. And people come up afterwards and be like, how are you carrying that workload? <laughs> I'm like, darling, I don't even know what I yeah. said when I was up there. <laughs> yeah, we, we must be related somehow because that's exactly, you know, we'd pull into a port in, in France and, you know, he said, well, what do you do? Well, I'm, the, you know, I'm responsible for the ship's air conditioning units. That doesn't really work nope. too well. No. But, but when you say you're a dentist, you know, it's, it's kind of believable, right? Yeah. You, and people are like, ooh, ooh really? Yeah. yeah. But in France, if you were the auxiliary officer, you used your real title, and they said, oh, what do you do, Mr. Steve? You could say, I take care of the wee-wee. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I could, you know, yes, I, d I, yes. d I never thought of that. <laughs> I wish I had. My social well, life would have been a lot better. I mean, also, also in France, they don't know what air conditioning is. <laughs> so, very, very is that novel. too soon? Is that too soon with the heat wave going on over there? Nothing's too soon on this show, Paul. Oh, fair. That's fair. <laughs> True. Yeah. True. Okay, so you go. You're the auxiliary officer. Mm -hmm. So, did you even see the places you went, or you're oh. you're below deck? No, I, no, I, 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 every single port we pulled into, I get got to see, get off the ship. No, drive on a destroyer. Yeah. That sounds like it's pretty fierce. Uh, it got that way. Yeah. We were, we were. What other, you always on a destroyer, battleships, what else? No, so on? I did one sea tour. Um, so I started off as an engineer and then usually 
halfway through the three years, you switch jobs, and and I uh, I was the had a different job on the ship where I was responsible for um, seamanship, um, all the. It's called the first lieutenant. It's a bunch of made-up words. Yeah, it's, it, it <laughs> is seamanship. Bunch, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's it's just. It sounds like the sense. guy who makes yeah. the swim parties. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. So how Hot long dogs is dogs and cookouts? <laughs> how long is a tour? Uh, about three years. Oh, okay. Yeah, three wow. years on a yeah. ship. So yeah. that's okay. Yeah. That's a decent chunk but of time. But honestly, like air say, conditioning and hot dogs, like you kind of had a really important job. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm but most, but most, you know, most of this when I when I wasn't responsible for engineering stuff, I did a lot of. I mean, I was on the bridge driving the ship, so a lot of navigation, a lot of ship driving. I've, you, know, did, you literally drive it. You give commands to the person on the helm, and and, and you tell them the direction you want to go. Starboard, ho. Yeah, exactly. Well, no, you don't use the word ho. <laughs> what do you say? Like, what's a command you would say? <laughs> right standard rudder, steady course, zero five zero. That's so a cheat code. That's what I was going to guess. <laughs> Up, down, like, up, down, that, left, that right, left, right, left, right. Here, the, the ship starts to hover. <laughs> Wrong code. <laughs> okay, wait. So, but that explains. You, you mentioned the length of a tour. That explains uh, why Navy Navy officers have trouble learning the alphabet because they spend three years at sea. Uh, wow. Yes. So sorry. Oh I couldn't goodness. resist. It was. I, it was good. good. I mean, you put it out there, but I feel like you might have degraded your future point. Likelihood. Uh, that's probably fair. Yeah, yeah, I might have tanked my you whole. You, yeah. you, you Take did. a risk. Yeah, you did. <laughs> you did. <laughs> yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. <laughs> nice try. Okay, three years on the destroyer. Yeah, and then, um, and then I did a a tour with a U.S. Marine Corps unit. Uh, it was an airborne Marine unit. Uh, <laughs> airborne is not. Seaborn. Yeah, that's not toilets in no. dentistry. Yeah, no, that's correct. Yeah, <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was a it was a spec ops airborne Marine unit. Um, Sky is just the special, ocean of the air. Special ops. Mm-hmm. So you're jumping out of airplanes yeah. and helicopters. Helicopters. Yeah. Other things that are perfectly fine yeah. flying. That, the sky. that most normal human beings would not have the inclination to throw themselves yeah, out that's of. That's fair. Very yeah. basic questions. Parachutes, right? Usually. Okay. <laughs> and do you ever do that thing where it's a helicopter and you're just jumping with a rope? No, never did a fast rope. But we would called a fast rope. Called a fast rope. Yeah, never did that. But usually, you know, you're jumping off the back of a helicopter in the in at night. Mm. It, it, that makes it a little bit more interesting into, yes. the, into the ocean uh, hopefully not into the ocean yeah. hopefully i mean you've jumped we'd sometimes jump over the ocean and you hope that your forward momentum pulls you back onto land wow what wow gosh you're just playing the momentum game at that just point? like my <laughs> first job <laughs> yeah. that's satori jp morgan <laughs> no jp morgan <laughs> spreadsheets <laughs> Totally the I drew same. these pictures of the ocean at night. Yeah. How long was this tour of jumping out of stuff? Uh, about a year and a half. Wow. Um, Did you jump anywhere cool? Um, no, talk about I can't it? really talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mostly Georgia. Yeah, most State of, secrets. Yeah, I, I could, but I, I'd have to kill you. And he means it. Yeah, well. He pulled out a gun when he said that to you. <laughs> <laughs> Go to YouTube to see that Paul's lying. <laughs> <laughs> it's fair that you finally turned that around on me. At the underscore Beatitudes, the YouTube. Yeah, type that in on YouTube. Oh, that's how it works. Yeah. <laughs> Chat GPT, take me to the Beatitudes. <laughs> I talked to that thing. Okay, keep going with this. Ever been underwater? I mean, like, not swimming. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I've been, under, I've been underwater so many years of my life. It's not even funny. Uh, <laughs> you see your bank account. How are you looking right now? <laughs> no, never, never, never in any. Un- no submarines. No submersibles. Well, I, I, I built them for a while. Oh. Go on. Yeah. So after I got out of the Navy, I worked for Electric Boat. 
Aerodynamics, and we was a it's a clever name. Uh, nuke submarine design engineer. So I did Whoa. that for a little nuclear. While. It was powered by nuclear energy, or it had nuclear weapon heads, or I can't really <laughs> tell you. It might have. Yep. But I can ne- neither confirm nor deny that any of those things. I love this. Most of this show is just going to be us trying class. to ask questions, <laughs> and getting shot it's down. Classified. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, our guest right now is Steve Cass, and everything we're talking about is Cassified. So. Ah. <laughs> oh, oh. And if you miss that, you don't have the proper clearance. Oh, yeah. I got more, but I'm going to hold on to them. Save it. Okay. In the Navy, how do you find love in the Navy? Like you're jumping out of planes. You're, uh, I don't know. You haven't said anything about trains yet, but it seems like there's a lot going on in the Navy that I didn't know about jumping out of airplanes in the Navy. Yeah. 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 So we're, we're, we're well, so well, I, uh, somewhere along the way you found love. I did find love. My, my wife, uh, is a, was a Navy officer. So we met oh. on active duty. So uh, she was a Navy nurse corps officer. Wow. How'd you meet? Um, we met at the Navy birthday ball. Um, so uh, every Navy installation, including Marine Corps installations, have a, a gig on the Navy birthday. And my wife was there, and I was there, and we met, and that was it. That's what, So what's the birthday of the Navy? October 11th. Okay. Okay. Do you still celebrate uh, it? Uh, 13th. 11th, 13th, something like that. <laughs> it's been a few years. <laughs> Not the 12th, though. No. We know that. that. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, you're in, you're in charge of hot dogs and bathrooms, so <laughs> do it whenever you want. Right. I don't know where we're going on this one. I don't either, but let's let's, wow. let's go. Yeah. I do know that we are going to talk in a little bit about the incredible work you're doing to educate young minds. Uh, but first, we're going to educate you with a little game. All right. Blessed are the joke makers. Awesome. For they shall inherit the 63 points. I all thought right. you were going to say 11 or 13. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now that he's got a commanding lead after the last episode. All right. Uh, so the way this is going to work, we've got a character card and a prompt from the Catholic card game. And so as this character, we have to answer this prompt and uh, you get to decide who did it best yep. or who just or who tickled or worst. I mean, but whoever you want to give points to your own criteria. Yep. Yeah. Whatever yeah. tickles your fancy. So the character card is as a rebellious teenager. Answer the prompt. A lesser known Bible story is about blank. A lesser-known Bible story is about my buddy uh, Joseph and his single-colored black coat. <laughs> He's pulling out big guns. He is. This is good. A lesser-known... <laughs> hey, Johnny. A lesser-known Bible story is about the time the pony boy went over to the socials and he started stoning them for not believing in Jesus. Pony boy? <laughs> went to the outsiders. <laughs> pony boy Curtis. Nice. Uh, That's like like a Jersey thing there, right? Are they from Jersey? Sure. (laughs) Of course they are. They were rebellious teenagers. Sure. Absolutely. Paul, why don't you give it a shot? Lesser known Bible story is about the the teenagers who went to Colorado and got stoned. (laughs) 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 That's pretty good. All right, you got to award some points to this crew. What is what is your proclamation of points? Um, I'm giving it to Paul. Yeah, uh, overcame the deficit he put himself in. That's it. Thank you. Yeah, after some pretty pretty interesting puns to start up the show, Paul pulls out a nice point 
uh, on the board there. What did you get? 50? 60? 63. 63. I'm getting lapped. All right, for being our celebrity guest judge today, Mr. Steve Cass, we are actually awarding you with another pair of sock religious socks. I know you showed up in a pair. I do. These are the Monstrant socks in uh, red and gold. Oh, my goodness. And these are actually hot off the press. They just got released this week while we're sharing them with you. So we, uh, we have something just very special for you to show off when you're getting on that plane back to New Jersey. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I love these things. All the time. Absolutely. And for you Beatitudes, sometimes we forget to say this, but you can get your own pair of sock religious socks, 10% off. If you go through the link, sockreligious.com slash Beatitudes. And we will see you after the break. Be right back. Welcome back, everybody. We are sitting here with Steve Cass, former Navy officer, nuclear submarine engineer of of sorts, yeah. hot dog engineer of sorts. <laughs> <laughs> I've engineered some pretty mean, mean hot dogs, Nick. I like my ends burnt and crispy. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> you ever engineered um, a hot dog? Speaking of hot dogs. <laughs> I haven't. I don't um, want to know what goes into a hot dog. You really don't. Just, yeah, you really no, don't. Yeah. It's all the leftovers. But speaking of hot dogs, I enjoy a good hot dog at a sports game from time to time. Uh, I hear you teach a class covering sports and spirituality. What is that all about? I do. So I teach, um, I'm an adjunct professor at Seton Hall, which means I don't do it for a living. <laughs> uh, my, my wife is the real professor. She teaches there full-time college okay. of nursing. Um, and I'm an adjunct professor there in the Department of Catholic Studies. So uh, sports and spirituality looks at the intersection of those two things. And uh, a lot of people come to the class. They have no idea what it's about. They just know that you have to take what's called a core class. Mm. That's uh, a core class? It's a core class. Wow. Sports and spirituality. Well, it's one, it's one of them. It's Sign one of them. You, you've, got, you've got a there – are, there are a whole host of core classes. Sure. Um, and sure. so – Sports focuses on the core. Yeah. Right. So does spirituality. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, keep going. So um, yeah, so we so the the whole purpose of the course is to talk about the ways in which uh, sports intersect with spirituality. So what's at the yeah. overlap of that Venn diagram? Yeah. So when you think about it, and the the, the way I teach the course and the, the points I try to convey to my students is that if you want to get good at anything, right, it's not going to happen by osmosis or by accident, right? If you want to go out and you want to train for a marathon, you just can't sit on the couch and say, you know what, I think I want to run a marathon tomorrow. Mm. It doesn't work that way. Right. So there has to be some sort of effort and intentionality put into it. And it's the same with your spiritual life. If you want to grow in your holiness, it's not just going to happen. You can't just sit on your couch and say, you know what, I think I want to be holy this week. There, there has to be a set of disciplines mm. and practices that you adopt for both. So, so that's where the, that's where sports and spirituality really intersect. It's, yeah. it's, it's the disciplines that you, that are required of an athlete are similar to the disciplines that you want to, you need to become what I'll call a spiritual athlete. Very is the cool. class mostly athletes then, or what is it? Uh, you know, like the, people are electing this core class. They could take other ones, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I probably say maybe, I don't know, a third of the class are probably varsity athletes at Seton Hall. Oh, um, that's pretty, a pretty good chunk though. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. It, it varies semester to semester, but the sports is one of those those universal even if you're not a varsity athlete right yeah most people have participated in something yep so even if you're not on the basketball team at seton hall you know you can relate to sports it's it's one of those things that's universal um and so that's why it's also it's it's one of these universal languages that you can 
where you can find similarities between that and, and again, the ways you, you can grow in your spiritual life. What's, what's something I don't even know where to begin? Like, what does the syllabus look like? Like, yeah. what's something unexpected that comes through that yeah, in so, your class? Right. So it starts out, actually, the first part of the class starts out talking about the nature of the human person. So the human person is this unique reality created body and soul. Mm-hmm. And the tendency, I think, today is to really discount the, the body, right? Everyone thinks about the soul. Well, you know, I have to, I have to grow in holiness to take care of my soul. But my body, eh, you know, it's going to rot in a grave and I don't really worry about it. Interesting. But that's a, that's a very dualistic idea. And so we start out talking about what is the human person? The human person is this unique construct of body and soul, both so it's both ands, the whole both and thing with Catholic theology. Yeah. Both and need to be nurtured and, and, and are worthy of growth and development. And you have to focus on both. Well, and, it, and then you really can discipline the soul through bodily disciplines. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So, so it's the, the, the idea is that, that, you know, think about it. If you, if you never, if, if you only focus on your spiritual life and you never focused on your body, you're, you're discounting half of who you are. Mm. Same thing with, with you know, same thing with, with, with your, you know, with your athletic life. If you yeah. only focused on your body and didn't think about your spirit, well, you're, you're forgetting about half of who you are. So sports and spirituality bring these two things together to what I'd call form, fully form the human person. So we start out with that. It starts That's awesome. Out, it starts out with understanding what is and who is the human person and why both are worthy of dignity and respect. Yeah, there's so much in like our culture and our society, like, oh, I want to get better in my career, so I'm going to listen to all these business podcasts, and I'm going to, you know, read these business books, and I'm going to learn this new skill set, and I'm going to take this online class to learn this thing, and like, it's all, but like, what about the other part of who you are? Yeah, I mean, think think about, you know, what, for most people, their faith doesn't grow up with them. Right. Mm-hmm. And, right. And you're you stop left, going to religion class you as st- a senior in high school, if at, not at, earlier. At, at best. Yeah. If right? not earlier. So, so, you know, what would it be like? You're unique. I don't, I don't remember <laughs> yeah. doing anything my senior year of oh, high school. Okay. Yes. <laughs> so, no, well, but yeah, but you're saying like, yeah, I mean, eight, eighth grade, maybe some people yeah. make it that far or CCD, that kind of stuff. Exactly. Yeah. So what would it be like if you stopped your educational formation at eighth grade? Mm. So, yep. so for a lot of people, you know, their faith does not grow up with them. Mm. And so this is a way to reinforce the fact that if you're going to mature in your spiritual life, you got to do something about it. It's not going to happen by osmosis or by accident. So again, the same disciplines that apply to making one a successful athlete are often the same disciplines that are required to grow spiritually. That's cool. Any, any cool stories come out of your students or, you know, from, Hey, I started here, I got there. Yeah. One one of the things that I do every year, every semester is I ask, um, I ask them to write a reflection in the beginning about what are you know, where do you think sports and spirituality intersect? Nine times out of ten, people will say Tim Tebow. <laughs> <laughs> They're not wrong in some ways. No, no, yeah, no. Right. But it's, you know, I, I, I love I, Tim Tebow. Yeah. I pray every time before I step in the batter's box. Well, that's great, you know, and it's nothing, sure. nothing wrong with that, but it, it's so much deeper. And when, yeah. when, you, when you really start pulling the threads, one of the things we talk about are the fact that the saints, we look at the saints through the lens of, Spiritual Hall of Famers. Mm. You know, these are people who <laughs> these are these are individuals, men and women who played the game, the spiritual, the game of your spiritual life at such a level with such finesse that they distinguish themselves. Um, That's awesome. And so, but and most most students can relate to that. You know, they they say, you know, well, what is a saint? Well, they're spiritual Hall of Famers. We look at the we look up to the saints the same way you look up to athletes who have reached the top of their game. 
So these are men and women that we can look up to as role models. I've never heard that. That is so cool. Because like yeah. every kid's like, I want to be a Hall of Famer. Right. Like, <laughs> well, I also love that because you're looking up to somebody. Like if you look up to a like a, an athlete today. Sure. And you're like all about them. There's still a pretty good chance they're going to make some major blunder in the world. Mm-hmm. And you're going to feel like you're following the wrong person. Saints are dead. So <laughs> you already <laughs> know their story. Yeah. <laughs> you, but you know you're yeah. not like following a saint who then like ends up in scandal. <laughs> True. Yeah. I mean, uh, who was it? Somebody was like, oh, I, I like my, oh, I'm forgetting the, the slogan. But it was basically like, I like my saints already dead. So don't, basically don't get too invested in anybody who's still alive, no matter how charismatic they might be as a, as a speaker or as a, a public figure. Because I think about that I mean, when somebody gets yeah. the tattoo of a band and I'm like, what if that band ends up being like some terrible thing that happens later? Right. Like they're all involved in some giant, terrible cult yeah. or something. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You're like, I got this. Dead. Right. <laughs> well, that's with me now. Yeah. <laughs> like go get a St. Benedict medal. We know what he did. Yep. Another, another interesting thing that we talk about is, is the, the place of reconciliation and forgiveness mm. in sports. Um, and so we know that through our faith that the sacrament of reconciliation is a way for us to be forgiven of our sins and to, and to be healed. Um, it's the same thing in sports. There are infractions in sports mm. and there are penalties in sports mm. and you have to be reconciled to that on a, on a, on a really minor level. It could be, okay, you get, you know, two minutes for, for tripping at the major level. It's okay. You're getting banned from this sport for egregious violations. So, you know, even those have very similar components to it. Um, mm. Of course, it's more complex in sports because you know, there's no singular authority you can go to for forgiveness, right? And in our faith, we, we go to a priest, we go to the sacrament of reconciliation, we're forgiven. Well, in sports, it's a little more complex because you've got a variety of different stakeholders. You've got sports writers, you've got team owners, you've got fans, you've got your teammates. So it's it's certainly much more complex, but, but the the parallels are still there. Absolutely. Yeah. So people can see, oh, okay, well then, then here's a kind of a venial sin that happens <laughs> on the field. Absolutely. Right. That's, so that's you, a, you go a, to the penalty box or and whatever. That's, yeah. And, and that's exactly how I, how I position it in, in class. You know, people can relate to, well, what's a venial this analogy sin? analogy is amazing. People, people will come, well, what's a venial sin? Well, think about it like a, you know, you're in the penalty box for a few minutes. Well, what's a, what's a, what's a mortal sin? Well, you're suspended or you're kicked out yeah, or, you know, ejected yeah. from yeah. the game <clears throat> or, you know, yeah. Lance Armstrong, <laughs> right. You're banned. Right. You're banned. Oh yeah. That's way more. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Because you, you fundamentally lied or misrepresented how you approach this entire thing. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah, and there's actually awesome. the, the the other part that we talk about is we start we talk about it's kind of interesting too, monks as spiritual athletes, hmm. monks and nuns, and the parallels here are, um, you know, a monk is somebody who gives up a, a big chunk of their life to live in community with a goal of being to be draw closer to God. Well, in some ways, your teammates are similar to that, right? You're not going to grow in holiness by yourself. You need to do this in the context of community. Mm. Um, and, and like a teammate, you're all working towards the same thing. You're sacrificing things to get to a goal. Monks do the same thing. So do nuns mm. who live in community. They sacrifice. They do it together. But they all have the ultimate goal of trying to reach heaven. Did you ever dunk on a monk? <laughs> <laughs> it's a whole sports and spirituality yeah. tie back to uh, early early Beatitudes days. <laughs> hey, Sorry, I, don't, I, I, don't get, I don't get none of yeah. those references. Yeah, yeah, yeah. John Cannon. John Cannon. He was a monk you, you, you that dunked on a monk. Dunk on a monk. Hey, so Steve, you started to talk about the opening reflection of class, Tim Tebow, you know, 
praying, you know, signing the cross in the batter's box. What does the evolution then become? They go through your class. There's these moments of reflection and understanding ref- forgiveness or penalty or whatever and, and sainthood all-stars. What are the end-of-class reflections look like? Completely different. Yeah, mm. Almost universally, it's a, it's a very, very different perspective. And my last class is actually, um, it's a reflection that I wrote on uh, the sorrowful mysteries of the rosary and how Jesus in his agony and in his passion embodies many of those virtues that are required of an athlete. Um, so we walk mm-hmm. through each of the mysteries of the rosary and talk about, cause at the end of the day, it's, it's all about Christ. And so I don't, I'd be remiss if I, we didn't end class talking about what, I mean, this is, this is the end game. This is what it's all mm-hmm. about is following and modeling your life as a Christian athlete. Um, so that's, so by the end people are, they're, they've changed the way they view these two seemingly inconsistent or ir- unrelated things. Mm-hmm. And that's, and that's satisfying. That's, it's really, it's great to be able to I was see gonna say that. good on you for make like, that's such a good assignment for that person, but also like you can see that progress and get that feedback. You know, sometimes as a teacher, you may not be getting that feedback. I mean, this is a Catholic college, but most, there's not like a huge population of everybody in there is Catholic. You're talking to people who probably have all sorts of different faith or no faith backgrounds. Correct. And even, even people who are nominally Catholic, sometimes, sure. you know, I'm Catholic, but not really. Yeah. yeah um, like more culturally or just they correct, grew up that way. Correct. Yeah. Born into it. Correct. Went on Sunday. Correct. So it's a, it's, a, it's a mixed bag. And I, and that's why I like to understand who, you know, who it is. I, that's why I asked them to write this opening reflection. Cause I want to know who's, what, where you're coming from. Mm. If I have a classroom full of, 20 people who went through 16 years of Catholic education, that's very different than if you have two. So, you know, I, I really try to understand who the students are and where they're, where they're coming from. That's awesome. Do you have stories of people that have reversions or encounters or they come up and their questions are far beyond the teachings of the class because they want to take some next step or is oh, that absolutely. you don't get to see it? Yeah, absolutely. Because my, my very little of my class is me running my mouth for two and because my class runs for two and a half hours on a Monday night from six thirty to nine. You just watch a whole sports game. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it is. It is very interactive, and I and I, I encourage a lot of debate, a lot of dialogue, a lot of discussion. Um, because again, the last thing you want to hear is me run my mouth for two and a half hours on a Monday night because they'll I'll be asleep. Well, I mean, that's actually what we're going to do for the rest of the show. So, if okay, just start talking. <laughs> I'll get you a pillow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you something really cool that happened in my class. Uh, this goes back, I think, about a year and a half ago. One of the one of my students was uh, a starter for the men's basketball team, and so uh, during this particular class period, he was they were away playing Ohio State, and so towards the end of class, it was you know there's like five minutes left in the game, so we were able to dial in the game into the class live. And the guy who was uh, the student in the class had the ball with like 30 seconds to go. And Seton Hall was down by like two points. So if, he, if this guy made a three at the end, it would have won, won the game. Yeah. It didn't. But it was just, it was just so <laughs> – But it was just so – so, There's a lesson was, in that too. But it was amazing. It was, just, yeah. it was just a really amazing moment where everyone kind of came – Oh, 100%. Absolutely. So that was, just, that was a ton of fun. Hmm. You never brag about yourself. Steve and I worked together for uh, on, over 10 years at the previous company that I was at at five. And um, I got to watch firsthand this whole, like, I'm going to become an adjunct professor. At first, you were teaching Saints on film. Yep. Uh, that's another, another course that I taught. Hmm. 
again, I got to imagine people walk in there with one perception and they leave with another. I've taken some of your quizzes. They were pretty fun. <laughs> um, but I also know, and you will refuse to brag about yourself, but you have to go with me on this because I'm one of the founders of the Beatitudes, and this is what show you're on. Okay. Talk about what happened uh, at the soccer game last year on the field. Come on, come on. You're turning as red as that shirt, but you just hang in there with me. This is for the glory of God. It has nothing to do with you, Steve. Yeah. Um, it was an amazing, amazing moment um, on two levels. So I was recognized by – so the women's soccer team had an award they give out. Um, I guess it's every year. I'm not sure how frequently they do this, but it's called the Most Valuable Professor Award, an MVP award. Mm. And, and the students get to pick a professor that, um, that they believe had a significant impact on who they are and their spirituality and, and you know, their, their time yeah. at Seton Hall. Um, I was honored by two students who, who chose me as their MVP professor from the women's soccer team. So they had a game where they brought the professors out on the field and they gave you a you know, a little certificate and you, you know, pose for pictures with the students. And it was, it was so amazing. But the, the other amazing part was there were two colleagues that I work with. Um, I was actually in New York city that day at a co-working space and I was telling these, my coworkers, yeah, I, I, I gotta go. I gotta go to Seton hall because there's this, this gig at the women's soccer game. These two, the, these two coworkers showed up at the game, um, with me. Unbeknownst to me, not with me, but they they <laughs> yeah, saw them yeah. there on field, and, and all of a sudden these two coworkers show up. I was so, I was so overcome by the gesture of these students to not only recognize me for, you know, for having a good class, but by these two coworkers for taking the time to, to be there with me. It that was, is awesome. It How was cool. it was one of the I'll never forget it. I always think that, and we'll probably cover some of this on the bonus too. So stick around on Friday for that release. But you you. Without siblings and without aunts and uncles, you see a depth of community differently. The way you talk about coworkers as family, the way that you look at your students as people that you're raising and not just people that need to get a grade and you think teaching's kind of fun. Like there's some element of like depth or meaning that you put into things that other people sometimes just don't put the intentionality in. Yeah, it's so you know this firsthand. I mean, you know. Ambrose is my godson. Yeah, my right. fourth is your godson. Yeah, so I, where I'm short on 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 biological relatives, I'm very long on uh, on spiritual relatives. Steve came to the house last night just to hang out a little bit, and uh, Ambrose is a, a guy who takes a little bit of time to warm up. He's four years old now, and uh, he knows that Steve is his godfather, but it's not like we see Steve all the time, so he was having a little bit of trouble warming up. He finally comes over and for some reason crawls into Steve's lap, sits there, asks for my phone. And I'm like, yes, sir, whatever you want, Ambrose. <laughs> and he goes, take a selfie. I want to take a selfie. And we flip it around. And he's like, I hold it. I hold it. And you've heard him on the Todd Storch show. He's very demanding with cameras. Um, <laughs> and I get, hand it to him. And he takes the coolest pictures. And the kid is beaming because he's with his godfather. And if you'll remember, when Ambrose was born, it was very... Uh, very difficult day, very tragic day. You know, he's not, his lungs aren't opening. And before I could, you know, kind of start worrying about the rest of the world, I made sure to call you so that you would know that your, your godson, because we didn't know what we were having, boy or girl, that your right. godson was born. And then, Steve, I got to say this because I know you very well, especially on a spiritual level. I was so grateful that you and my niece Katie were the godparents because I said, great news, little boy's born. Here's his name. Now you got to start praying. Yep. And the, the prayers worked. Yep. So I'm, like I said, I, I, while I don't have a ton of 
biological relatives, I've I've been blessed with so many friends that that are my that are my family. It goes beyond just genetics. It goes the, the spiritual DNA that binds me to many people is 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 deeper than than I would I ever would have expected. Yeah. Well, you've you've built up um, you've built that through your intentional work for putting in the hard work as you talk about the athletes that, that yeah. didn't happen by osmosis or just because you got a nice title on a business card. <laughs> your friend Steve, that's what you're, <laughs> your spiritual buddy. Right. It's interesting to me um, to speak freely about this at five at the energy company where we work together. How many people would say things like, "I'm having a problem" or "I'm now seri- wanting to get serious about my spirituality"? I'm going to Steve or somebody who said. You know, I'm getting more serious about my faith, but I feel like a grumpy person. I'm really glad to know Steve's so f- serious about his faith because he's sometimes a grumpy Catholic. <laughs> <laughs> you know exactly who that is. I know, I know exactly. <laughs> That's awesome. No, yeah. but you end up being a light to others and um, even people who don't, uh, you, you make it so approachable. So I can only imagine kids in your class because people don't have to see the world the same way you do to feel like loved and heard by you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for cool. that. Cool. Well, we do a deal on the show. It's called the Beatitudes Question TBD Deck. And, uh, we're going to ask a question. We want everybody at home to play along with this too. And this is for all four of us to reflect on. And it's a pretty simple one. It's just, what is something in your life that you wish you could do or know at a mastery level, but because you haven't put in the time, you haven't put in the reps, you're still in, let's just call it beginner, novice, just definitely far away from mastery level. Um, And I'm happy to just give a quick reflection first and I'll kick it over to you, Paul. Okay. Mine is, I think about this a lot and we had Dr. JJ Sanford on the show I think this whole concept of a liberal arts education and philosophy and reading these great writers, you know, I've, I've gotten through parts of Plato and parts of St. Augustine. I haven't touched Cicero. Like I really actually <clears throat> want all that stuff, mm. but because I never had it, I feel like mm. I'm trying to piecemeal it together and I yeah. haven't carved out the time to say I'm doing this. Yeah. Plus one on that. Yeah. yeah. I almost feel like I need to just enroll in undergraduate <laughs> education <laughs> because that would force me to like, Stick, show up where my money is. Well, if you didn't drop out of UD. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I still, I think there's a chance I'm getting that honorary doctorate. So just let's watch One of these days, <laughs> it'll just come in the mail. I mean, it was an MBA program, so it might not have been the exact, you know, yeah. liberal yeah, arts Yeah, but stuff. I also, I'm not even asking for an honorary MBA. I'm <laughs> jumping to the doctor. Oh, well, of course. <laughs> yeah. You got a big time. If I'm going to get a... <laughs> Honorary. Granted degree, <laughs> don't get think, the best one. No sure. joke. I sat in the president's office six months ago and asked for one. So don't think I'm not. <laughs> oh, I know. I've heard you ask, JJ. <laughs> You're a big fan of the ask and you shall receive promise. Yes. You can always start high and then, you know, PhD. All right. Well, okay. How about a, how about a master's? Let's just settle for that. Let's but just settle for that. Do you remember you have the same coach I did and you've met him, Kevin Bear? Yeah. Make unreasonable asks. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. What do I lose? You say no. I still dropped out of UD. No degree. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have a college degree from a different college, Texas A&M. If you've Woo. never caught the show before, thank yeah. you. <laughs> All right. All right. Um, yeah, I'll jump in. Mine, mine's pretty quick, but it does tie into what you're talking about because within the last um, year and a half, I've really been trying to just focus on exercising again and trying to like get in and stay in shape. It, it wasn't that I was in terrible shape before, but I just... I didn't feel great and I didn't mm-hmm. feel like I was making that a priority for a while there. Um, and this is from a guy that in high school was, you know, I lettered on swim team in high school. And so it was like exercise was a huge part of my day every day and sometimes twice a day for high school. And so it was a whole, whole different and, time and, in my and life. Swim is like the most. <laughs> like, oh, that was, it was probably maximum. It was too much. I mean, I wasn't, body, I, yeah. Like, 
I was a zombie. I was yeah. a zombie during the school day a lot of times. It was it was not the healthiest thing I think for me With personally. Great abs, a zombie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the most ripped zombie Incredible you've ever. Incredible body. <laughs> no, I mean it, it was probably. I mean, well, for all of us, I think high school tends to be the best shape of our life, sure. you know, in general. But but that in particular was just. I, I remember feeling great for the most part. Again, when you know, not necessarily during the school day, but anyway, it was just like a year and a half ago. I remember there were a couple friends of mine who. They, they do this either like professionally or semi-professionally where they're, they're coaches or that kind of thing. And so I just reached out to one of them and I said, Hey, would you like, I mean, I'll pay you, but like, would you write me a program? Because I want to like, I want to figure this out. I want to get back into it. And, um, but there's so much that I don't know about what to eat when and how, I mean, how to maximize all of that. And it's just, it's a whole different world. So it's been interesting though to learn the little bits that I do know now. Yeah. Um, sticking with the sports theme, I'll say golf. And that's one that I've always liked it. I've always enjoyed it. I've played it with friends and family. And, you know, last year I was like, okay, I'm going to get good. And I actually spent a little bit of time over the summer, broke 90 for the first time. And then all fall and winter, I didn't do anything with it. And now I'm back to what I was, right? It's just one of those, like, you got to show up. You got to pay the rent every day, every week, every Mm -hmm. month, if you want to be good at something. Gotta join your business partner every day. Well, yeah, <laughs> I'm just that's kidding. Right. I actually right. want you to go. You go play golf on Fridays. Go get them. One day. All right, one day a week. Steve. So for me, it would be and In Jeff. I know you. You can you can relate to this. Um, it's um, guitar. Um, I can. Jeff and I were in a band. We were. Uh, it's called Insinko. Yeah. <laughs> Was that with five? Yes. Is that why it's Cinco? Cinco. Oh, buddy, we crushed it. We had a song about the head of finance called I'm Too Shashi for My Shirt. Oh, for the guy named Shashi. 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 That's great. Yeah. So, I mean, as you know, I mean, I can, I can, I'm a hack and I can manage to bang out some, but I'd love to be able to like, I would have loved to create, like crank out a a solo for Mm -hmm. I'm Too Shashi. Yeah. Yeah, you know, the other thing that I know this is one of those where you want to be mastery, but you're not putting in the time. You left your guitar in my office for 18 months. I know. But, <laughs> but I do have, Is it still there? Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. But I have two. I have one. I have okay, one. that's fair. Yeah. For when, you, fair. For when yeah. he travels down. There you yeah. go. So when we get the band back together. That's yeah, it. that's going to happen. Um, so, uh, Steve, we finish every show differently. And it's kind of like The Simpsons starts differently. We finish the show differently. And so what we want to do here is called Reverse Simpsons. But instead of us coming up with Reverse Simpsons, we thought with you being Professor Cass, mm-hmm. um, Cass is in session, mm-hmm. that it would be time <laughs> <laughs> for you to quiz the Beatitudes. Do you have a name for this se- segment? Um, it's called the quiz. All right, the quiz. Uh, but there, there are there are names of the segments. So. Okay. Well, we are oh, we're excited about this. Seton Hall notebook over yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, he's yeah. pulling out. Okay, so how no. do we do this? We have to like uh, talk out loud to come up with the right answer. Is yeah, that right? So Don't a, look. What are you doing? I'm not looking. <laughs> so there is a there's a group. Oh wait, how many points you got? All that worked out? Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm, I'll shut so, up. I so he's a professor. Yeah, I got the. Yeah. I, got, I, got, <laughs> I got this. He's done this before. He's a professional. <laughs> so. So the minimum passing score on this exam oh, no. <laughs> is 10 points. Oh, 10 points. All my old anxieties are coming flooding back. Okay. So now this, so, so the first three parts of this are group. It's a group effort here. Okay. Um, so this first section is called 
best of us right. for the rest of us. Don't look at his paper yep. here. Yep. So what you have to do for the rest of us. is you have to give me all of the feast days that you can name in the month of July. All of the Catholic feast days. And you've got and you've got ten seconds to give me as many <laughs> feast days in the month of July as you can. Are you ready? And just and just call them out. Okay. Ready? Go. Independence Day. No. St. <laughs> Anne. The Feast of St. Anne? Mm-hmm. Um, how about the, oh my goodness, I you can tell you get June 29th, I can tell you August 22nd. Yeah. I got those two months. You better get two of these. Okay. If you're saying that. Isn't St. Thomas Beckett in uh, in July? Eh. Isn't, oh, let's just name saints. <laughs> <laughs> Well, no, but I know he was recent. He maybe he was the end of June, so I'm I'm getting mixed up. Saint Ambrose, eh. Saint Augustine, eh. no, that's August. Claire, Saint Claire, and Saint. Oh my God, no, you guys are out. <laughs> <laughs> We're done. Wow. wow, July, I just really the don't know. The feast of George Washington. <laughs> <laughs> the, the solemnity of Sam Jackson. How about how about how about the feast of Saint Benedict? Come on, I was going to get through all my kids eventually. <laughs> oh, wait, my wife just made... Uh, you just had it at your house. Yeah, she made Benedict. a special... They did eggs and Benny for... Yeah, uh, yeah. Oh my you told goodness. me about that, too. Oh, and the next night is Louie and Martin. Louie and Zelly Martin. And how about Bonaventure, the, the article that you sent me the other day? Of course. <laughs> all right, so you got, you got one. You got one point Under the for... Gun. You got one point for, for, for Anne. No, you got... Someone said St. Anne. Or they said for St. Anne. Anne. Yeah. Um, and next, <laughs> yeah, so, and. so it's Joachim and Ann. Uh, okay. Feast day is on uh, July 26th. Yeah. There's a nine-day event going on. I wrote right one now. points and made it plural just to make me feel better. Yeah. All right. So this next section is called Beata Deuteronomy. Oh. <laughs> We're stealing that word. It's amazing. Yeah. Beata Deuteronomy. I love it. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to read one of the Mosaic laws in Deuteronomy, and you're going to say if it's true or false. Oh, boy. Yeah, this is not going to make us look good. We're going to be losing our super <laughs> hey, Catholic. Here's the thing. Just play this game. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Here's your And then you can all debate and discuss this. Don't sure. Yourselves. Okay. Okay. Yeah, help each true, other. true or false. You have to bind God's word on your head, but binding God's word on your arm is optional. I think that's false. I do. I also think that's false because they have the, um, is it the phylacteries, I mm-hmm. think, that they wrap yeah. around their arms? And yeah. I think it had to be around their arms. I agree with false. You're right. False. Give yourself a point. All right. I think Go the team. minimum, team. we're, we're 20% of our way there. Okay. Minimum passing grade. True or false? All winged insects are unclean. That's false. Mm, is it? No. <laughs> Uh, if one touches you, you have leprosy. <laughs> I need to go and I don't think it's that intense. It's just that you have to purify if, if, yourself. If there's one on you, you will be slayed inside of the Boy. inner sanctum. No, gosh. I I'm, need to go back and read Deuteronomy for the first time. Um, <laughs> all winged insects are unclean, true or false? Winged insects. Um, does that make a butterfly? Is that possible if you're going to like... The locusts and the plague. I don't think at all are unclean. I actually don't. I really don't. I think there's some, but not all. What's your final answer? True or false? I'm I'm a toss-up. I'll go with it. False. False. You're wrong. It's true. All winged insects are unclean. Deuteronomy 14, 19. Okay. Check it out. Mm. Man. Sorry, guys. Sorry. I wasn't really confident. I just had to say something. Yeah, Yeah, that's fair. I should have picked up on that. True, True or false? It's okay to settle in the land of Egypt. 
okay to settle in the land of Egypt. Right. To oh, endure no right. false. I agree with that. False. Yeah, I don't think it's okay. That's correct. All outsource. That's correct. Yeah, <laughs> you have to go into the land which the Lord that's has correct. promised to you. So that's correct. You get yeah. a point for that. Okay. All right. Great question. Um, it is okay to sow grain or herbs in a vineyard. I think that's false because you're not supposed to like mix. In a vineyard, you wouldn't want to mix. You're not yeah. supposed to mix them. Agreed. Give yourself a point. Yes. I think we're at 40 nice. points. Four. You're at four points. Good job. Okay. Time is 10. We're getting we're there. Flying colors. <laughs> You cannot decide a case based on the evidence of a single witness. True That's or false? True. true. Give yourself a point. Okay. All right, here's your last one. Last one in Beata Deuteronomy. Okay. You are not allowed to work with cattle set aside for sacrifice. Um, true. I believe that's true also. I'll go with true on that. Give yourself a point. Good nice. job. Good job. All right. You got four. You got five points here. No, we actually that was five uh, on that one. Plus, you gave six. us a one yeah. point right. on the first one. Okay, so yeah. six. All right. This next one is called Virtue Stew. <laughs> Stir it up, Virtue Stew. Do got to be kidding me. <laughs> all right, and you can all work on this together. Okay. okay. I want you to name all the cardinal virtues and all the theological virtues. Mm. Okay. Theological: faith, hope, love. Ah, okay. And then cardinal: it's uh, prudence, temperance, fortitude, and justice. He's yeah. right. Bingo. Give yep. yourself seven points. All right. You, you, We're passing. You passed. Yeah. Let's go. We're at 13. Thank okay. you. Good job. And prudence right. is the charioteer oh, of the virtues. Yes. Well yes. done. Thank Excellent. You. Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. Because we all have chariots in our front. Absolutely. Our, our <laughs> yeah. All right. So here's the last part. And this is called spelling Ebe. Spelling <laughs> Ebe. It's dyslexic. Right. So it's spelling. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I, okay. Spelling I'm, Ebe. Let's right. do this. I, I okay. This. All right, Nick. So what you're going to do is I'm going to give you the word, okay, and you have to spell it backwards. But don't write anything down. And this is going to be the deciding. Okay. This you all. This is going to be who's who comes out on top here. Okay. Oh, who's on top anyway? Yeah. Okay. So Nick, your word is Eucharist. T. <laughs> yes. Good job. Five S. minutes later. <laughs> T. Keep going. Uh, T S I. Yep. R A H C U E. Bingo. Yeah. Well he done. He lost me doing that. Well like, there done. There was some part in the middle where I went somewhere else. Well it's done. Tricky. All right, Jeff. Hmm. Yours is consubstantial. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Just do it forwards. I'll lose. <laughs> Yours is apostolic. C I L O T S Keep going. O P A? Yeah, where did oh it go? Gosh. You get lost yeah. in the vortex. Yeah. What's so weird? Five minutes later, no. dragging on me. <laughs> Y'all, I actually just went into a complete dream state, like a coma. I just experienced a whole lot of stuff and came out and finished it. <laughs> All right, last I one. I had visions. I, I just you visited have, a couple other countries and did some evangelization. It was ap- a, apostolic visions? A location. Wow, that's intense. <laughs> All right. All right. Paul, you ready? Spell yes. Backwards. All right. Beatitude. I'm going to insert a letter in the wrong spot. <laughs> okay, hold on. All right. I really have to focus. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so used to saying this the wrong way. 
well, the right way for our show, but you know what I mean. Okay. Okay. E-D-U-T-I-T-A-E-B. Yes. Oh, Man, that's Man. hard. Man. You know what I see in front of well me? Three done. winners. Well, absolutely. See you see three. Absolutely. Amazing 100%. winners. 100%. You guys, you guys crushed it. I may not know liberal arts, but I can spell backwards if you give me enough You're time. You're spelling Eeb. <laughs> Dude, that's a genius question set. So good. So good. Yeah. Can I get random for a second here? Is that allowed? No. I think so. As a co-founder. Thank you. <laughs> co-founder. That's a big title here. Um, I ran a uh, like a bar trivia thing at my house over the weekend for a couple's shower. My wife was like, entertain us. Just go do this. And I came up with a question that is so hard to do. What I found is uh, somebody covering a song from the 90, early 2000s. And they look like a celebrity. She looks kind of like Taylor Swift, but she's very clearly not. And somebody's playing guitar next to her. But she's not singing a Taylor Swift song. So this, the quiz was read my lips. And you had to read her lips while she was singing. But while she was singing, I played a Taylor Swift song also slowed down to a really weird amount of speed. So you couldn't not listen to the Taylor yeah, Swift song because it was like trying to read the warping lips of a different song. <laughs> of a girl who's not even anybody. And it was Hit Me Baby One More Time. And I mean, like, people were staring at the screen. like <laughs> The brain was melting. That is intense. Yeah. Jeff yeah. just coming up with things that are entertaining. <laughs> for for <Damn>. himself. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way we do it. All right, folks, stick around for the bonus show with Steve Cass. Can't wait to see you there. If you also got 13 points, plus you spelled everything backwards, then you are as amazing as a beatitude. <laughs> 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 yep. Tuning our own horn. <laughs> Collectively, it's a team sport. Sure. Yes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You're, yeah, you guys are great. Thank All right, you. Jersey boy. We'll see you in the Eucharist. God bless. Thanks for tuning in. If you'd like to join us at our undersized table, subscribe to the video version of the show on YouTube by typing at. That's the symbol at. So shift and two on your keyboard at. The underscore Beatitudes on YouTube. We'll see you there. This podcast is part of the Spoke Street Network. For more great podcasts, visit Spokestreet.com.